Oh, come on, let's magnify the name of the Lord tonight. Dear God, we love you, Jesus. We bless your holy name, oh God. Oh, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Oh, God, we bless your holy name. Ah, thank you, Lord, for destroying every yoke, dear God. For breaking every chain, Jesus. For destroying every stronghold, dear Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, we bless you, Lord. We glorify your holy name. We give you all of the praise tonight, dear God. Have your way in this place, oh, Jesus. Oh, move upon our hearts. Move upon our minds, dear God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7 and beginning at verse 1, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah that enter in at there, enter, enter in these gates to worship the Lord. Now saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways in doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust ye not in lying words, saying the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. Moving down to verse 10, and come and stand before me in this house which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations. If you read the end of this chapter, you'll find out that they did not listen, they did not hearken to the voice of the Lord. And God said that he would take away the voice of gladness, he would take away the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to talk about hearing the voice of the bridegroom. Hearing the voice of the bridegroom. You can be seated tonight. Here in this, this chapter, the Lord calls Jeremiah and tells Jeremiah to go down to the church house and go and to proclaim his word unto his people people that came to worship him. And the first thing he told Jeremiah, he said, tell them to amend their ways or change their ways of doing things. Tonight, I want to come with the mindset that I want to change my life. I want to change some things in my life. I want to allow God's word to cause me to make the turnaround that I need to so that things can be on the up and up in my life. It's good to make it up in your mind that I'm going to make a change. It's good to come to the understanding that I need 
to change some things in my life. You know, some people, they live their lives, you know, and they wander throughout this life and not and never coming to the understanding that something has to change in their lives as they continue to make the same old mistakes over and over again, decisions that they make, um, and things continue to fall apart in their lives, and they never come to the conclusion that, hey, maybe I need to do some things a little bit different. Maybe I need to do it the way that the Word of God is saying. You know, I don't want to wonder throughout this life making a wreck of things and never coming to the conclusion, hey, you may want to try what the Word of God is instructing you to do. You may want to open up your ears and hear the voice of the Almighty God telling you to amend your ways, amend how you are going about things, make a change for the good. Come on, I come to make a change in my life tonight. I come to get my hands in there and open up my mouth and let God know that, hey, I need you to change some things. I've been doing it wrong long enough. I've been saying it wrong long enough, and I know I'm headed down a dead-end road. I need you to turn me around. You can be seated tonight. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I have changed. I have. A lot of people will say, well, I am living for God. I am serving God. And you'll find out that a lot of people that say that they're living for God and they're serving God, you'll find out that actions speak a whole lot of, louder than words do. You'll find out that people's lives and the way they go about their lives shows that, hey, there hasn't been a true change. Hey, the things that you're proclaiming, you're living for, and the one that you claim you're ser serving, your action shows that you're not serving him, you're serving yourself. But John the Baptist, he began to pipe up to a certain group, and they came as he was baptizing, and he asked them, who warned you to flee the wrath to come? He said, say not we have Abraham as our father. He said, show uh, he said, show that you have repented. Show fruits meet for repentance. In other words, don't just talk about it, but let your actions show that, hey, I really have changed. Hey, I don't talk the way that I used to talk. I don't live the way that I used to live. I don't act the way that I used to act because I really have changed. The Holy Ghost has really changed me has really turned me around and put me on the right path. You can be seated tonight. I want to make a change tonight. I can never think that I've come to a point where I've got it all figured out, got it all worked out. I need to understand that each and every day I need to follow Jesus Christ. I need to get on that path that leads to him, that leads to everlasting life. Each and every day I have to enter into that straight gate because you'll find out that when you think that you got it all together, you'll find out that you can begin to drift back into old habits, old ways of doing things. I can never become comfortable. 
I got to always be on guard and realize that there is an enemy that wants to pull me back into the pit, that wants to pull me back into the mire, that wants me to go back to the vomit that God delivered me from. But I don't have any desire of going back to my old lifestyle. God changed me, and by the grace of God, I want to stay changed. God delivered me and set me free, and by the grace of God, I want to stay delivered and set free. I don't want to go back to bitterness. I don't want to go back to lust. I don't want to go back to the ways of this world. But I want to stay changed. I want to stay delivered. I want to stay free. I want my hands to be in the air. I want my voice to be lifted on high. Magnifying the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You can be seated tonight. As you read this chapter, you find out that God began to address some things. He began to address how they were acting, the attitude that they had. In verse, verse 10, he begins to talk about how that they would come into the house of the Lord, how they had the audacity to come and to stand in the house of the Lord and sit in the house of the Lord. And with the mind frame of thinking that I've been delivered to be able to do whatever it is that I want to do. I got the understanding tonight that God didn't deliver me for me to do and live however I want to live. Listen, I realized that when I was living the way that I want to live, my life was falling apart. My life was in disaster. It's kind of like the prophet said to the people in the book of Hosea. He said, you have destroyed yourself. Well, because I was living how I wanted to live, I had destroyed everything in my life. God didn't fill me with the Holy Ghost to continue to walk in bitterness. God didn't fill me with the Holy Ghost for me to continue to do things how I wanted to do. God filled me with the Holy Ghost so that I could be a light, so that I could be a witness, so that I could be an example of how good he is. You can be seated tonight. There's a lot of people that have the mind frame, well, nobody ain't going to tell me what to do, you know. I'm not going to be held down. Or there ain't going to be no restraints on me. And you got to be careful that when that mindset grabs a hold of you, you got to understand the category that you put yourself in. You, There's a lot of people that have that mindset and still think that they're a child of God. Still think that they're in line with God's word. How many know that God puts restraints on you? How many know that God, he puts restraints on you for a very real reason? And it ain't but to hold you captive. It's to keep you safe from some things. It's to keep you from going back into the old lifestyle. You know, the Bible talks about the, the, the prophet would say he, he spoke. David talked about how that they say, let us cast off his bands. Let us cast those things off of us. They don't want God's restraints. 
They want to live however they want to live and do whatever they want to do and whenever they want to do it. Well, guess what, honey? God paid a price so that you and I can be here. And it ain't so that I can do whatever I want to do and whenever I feel like doing it. It ain't so that I can call the shots. It's so that God can lead and guide me and direct my path. Hold on my footsteps. You can be seated blows my mind. The people that feel that, they'll proclaim all day long. You ask them, they'll say, yeah, I'm Holy Ghost filled. Yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, I'm led of the Spirit. And you'll find out that some of the decisions people make, places they go, and you ask yourself, the Spirit led you to, to go to that place? Spirit told you, do you know that the Holy Ghost will check you on some things? Do you know that you can, a thought can enter your mind and you may think that you want to do this or you may want to go this place or, or that place, but do you know that the Holy Ghost will check you if you're really led of the Spirit, if you're really full of the Holy Ghost? Paul, he wanted to go to a certain place, but the Spirit let him know, hey, it ain't the time to go there. You don't want to go that place. Let me tell you something. If you're really filled and led of the Holy Ghost, there's just some places you ain't going to go. There's just some decisions you ain't going to make because the Holy Ghost is not going to let you make it because you're walking in the Spirit. You can be seated tonight. We have people that think that that God saves them. Yeah, when we talk about being free, we're talking about being free from sin. We're not talking about just living your life any kind of way, with any kind of without any kind of restraints. You know, you better understand. I better understand that there's a devil that is ready for me to cross that line. He's ready for me to move that hedge of protection. He's ready for me to, to buck against some things so that he can reach out and touch me. And it ain't in a good way. He wants to reach out and touch you. He wants to reach out and touch your kids. He wants to destroy everything that God has placed in your life. He wants to destroy your mind. He wants you to come and take the, uh, a service like this, take it for granted, and not get what you have need of. Listen, I came with a need tonight. I didn't come to fulfill some kind of ritual tonight. I came to get a touch of the Holy Ghost tonight. I came to let God fill me. I came to let God straighten me out. Put me back on the right path. I ain't seeing things so clearly right now. I ain't thinking too clearly right now. I need you to fill me with the Holy Ghost. Once again, give me that Holy Ghost perspective and outlook. Once again. Without it, I'm going to die. You can be seated tonight. Without it, I'm going to die. He goes on and he tells them. He begins to talk about how that they've walked in the council, in councils, in, in the imagination of their evil heart. And went backward and not forward. They began to turn around. They began to do things how they wanted to do. 
They even begin to put their children through the fire. They begin to sacrifice their, their kids. And I begin, and I, as I read it, it's interested, it's very interesting in what the Lord says because, you know, people make decisions and they want to pull the guard card. Well, I prayed about it and God led me here. God led me here. God told me to do this. God told me to do that. How many know that there's just some things God is not going to tell you to do? There's some things God ain't, it's not going to even enter his mind. It's not a question about it. And he said that they begin to do these things. They begin to put their children through the fire. And he said, and I didn't command them to do it. He said, neither did it enter into my heart. You, you line that up with subject matter. That means it didn't enter into God's mind to tell them to do some kind of something like that. There's just some things God ain't going to tell us to do. There are just some decisions that people make and they put it off on God. God didn't even think about that. God, it ain't even crossed his mind and it never will cross his mind. But people pawned off on God. People say, well, God let me here. God let me to them. And a lot of times it's us. Our flesh is what led us to make the decision that we made. I want to know what God thinks about. I want to know what God thinks about and what he considers. And if God ain't considering it, I don't want to consider it. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to linger on it. If it's not in God's mind, I don't want it to be in my mind. I want what God wants for me. I don't want what I want for myself. I want what God has for me. Some people sell themselves so short because they jump and make a decision before God does. I want what God wants for me. I don't want what I want for myself. I want what God has for me designed just for me. You can be seated tonight. Getting into my heart to tell them to do such a thing like that. People go places, make moves. They say, well, you know, God is leading me over here. God is leading me to go this, to move here. And you find out that people really didn't seek God's face. You find out that it was what they wanted to do because they had been living life the way they wanted to live life. He goes on and he talks about how that they, he called them a generation that obey, that obeys not my voice. He said that they don't like correction. They despise correction. Truth, they despise it. They don't want nothing to do with it. Correction, oh, they ain't, they, they ain't hanging around for correction. Let that be correction. They're packing bags and they're leaving town. They can't take it. But how many know that we need to be corrected sometimes? How many are glad that God corrected you? I know if God didn't correct me, I wouldn't be here today. I understand that it's for my benefit that I need to be corrected sometimes. I need to be told you're wrong. You're making the wrong decisions. You're going down the wrong path. Straighten up. Get right. Get in line with the word of God. Be seated tonight. 
If I ain't getting corrected, I'm a little bit, I'm scared. Especially if I know that I'm wrong in some areas. But because of this, the Bible says that they, he sent his prophets to rise up early to go and speak. And they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen. To the point where God said, okay, there are some things that are just going to come to an end. It's going to cease. He said, the voice, murder, the voice of gladness. He talked about how joy would, would cease. You know what? We talked about joy the other night and how that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That means that God is going to give us joy. The joy that God gives us, it will strengthen us and it will keep us in whatever situation, whatever trial, whatever storm arises. I can stand. I don't have to back down. I don't have to throw in the towel because God gave me something that I can withstand the storm. How many are glad that the joy of the Lord? Come on, I can't live without the joy of the Lord. I can't live without that tonight for I know it is my strength. It is my strength. You can be seated. I ain't talking about joy people. I'm not talking about joy that comes from being in relationship with people or being in friendships with people. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord should be your strength. You shouldn't find joy in anything else. You shouldn't find pleasure in anything else. You shouldn't rejoice in anything else. You should rejoice in the Lord. You can be seated. said because their disobedience, these things will be taken away. He goes on and he talks about how that the voice of the bridegroom, the voice of the bride, would cease. I don't know about anybody else, but there are certain voices I can do without. There's a voice of doubt that I can do without. There's voice of murmuring and complaining that I can do without. There's a voice of bitterness that I can do without. But there's one voice that I can't do without. I can't do without the voice of the Lord tonight. I got to be able to hear his voice. And you know what? I don't need to murmur against it. I don't need to complain against it. I need to rejoice that he loves me enough that he'll speak in my situation and attempts to turn me around can be seated tonight. I want to hear his voice. I want to make sure that I'm in tune with the right voice tonight. You know, because Jesus said it like this. He said, my sheep, they know my voice and they ain't going to go to another. Honey, I don't want to answer to any other voice other than the voice of Jesus Christ. I don't want to answer to the voice of the doubter. I don't want to answer to the voice of the complainer. I want to hear the voice of my heavenly father. I want to hear his voice. Tell me that I can make it. You can do it. You can stand. I have you exactly where I want you. I want to hear his voice. You can be seated tonight. 
When I come into the house of the Lord, I want to hear God's voice. I want to know that it is the voice of God that is trying to get a hold of me, that is trying to get my attention, that is trying to straighten me out, that is trying to get me on the right, right path, that is trying to tell me, turn around, make a change, repent of your sins, get baptized in Jesus' name, get filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to hear his voice. I don't want to take a distance. I don't want to murmur. I don't want to complain. You can be seated tonight. Too many times we, we, we take preaching and we pull it down to a carnal level. We say, oh, well, that's just their opinion. That's just what they think. Do you understand what you're doing when you do that? I don't want to do that tonight. I don't want to drag you down to a carnal level. I want to understand that that may be a man, but that is God speaking to my heart. I know that I hear him. I know that there are some things that he said. No way could he know that. That's the voice of the bridegroom trying to get a hold of you. Trying to straighten you out. You can be seated tonight. Somebody got to learn how to rejoice in his voice. John the Baptist, they, they begin to say, well, hey, he's baptizing more people than you. He, they, he's doing all of this. And John had to let him know, hey, listen, let me tell you something. When the voice of the bridegroom, he talked about the voice of the bridegroom, and he said, in this, I rejoice. This is my joy. Somebody needs to learn how to rejoice. Somebody needs to learn how to find joy in the fact that you have a God that loves you enough. You have a God that cares about you and that shows up the church to see about your need. You can be seated tonight. Too many times we murmur against it. Too many times we fight against it. Too many times we disobey his voice. Too many times there are things that are spoken in the house of the Lord. And we know, we know without a doubt that that is for us. And we pretend like we don't hear it. We say, well, I hope so-and-so over there heard it. No, I don't need to say that my brother or my sister need to hear it. I need to hear that. I need to grab a hold of that. I need to apply that to my life. Because you know what? The more you harden yourself. Listen, the more you harden yourself to the voice of God, the more you refuse to listen, the more you refuse, you keep continue to find complaints. The more you continue to murmur, you find out that that voice will get very dim. Find out that you can't hear that voice. And God said, because they won't obey, because they'll continue to do things that they want to do, guess what? There are some things that are going to cease. There are some things that are going to come to an end. Voice of joy. Voice of gladness voice of the bridegroom, the voice of the bride. Those things are going to cease. And he said, and the land will be desolate. I'm going to tell you, without God's voice speaking into your life, you have no chance of making it. I have no chance of making it. It's hopeless. 
if I can't hear his voice. My life is chaotic. My life is going to be destroyed. It's going to fall apart if God is not speaking into my life. I need God speaking into my life each and every day, even when it don't feel good. I need God speaking into my life. I need God to reach down and grab a hold of me and shake me and wake me up, knock me around a little bit and help me to understand you're going the wrong way. You need to straighten up. You need to get it right before it's too late. You can be seated tonight. You gotta, you gotta wade through all the different voices so that you can hear the right one. There are many voices. There are voices that will want you to doubt, tell you, you know what? It's all for nothing. Then that voice of doubt speak to the people when after Moses brought them out of Egypt and they came to the Red Sea and Pharaoh and his arm is coming behind them. And they automatically, they start doubting. And all the people, they're all in an uproar. They're ready to throw stones at Moses. It's so quick how, how quick we're quick to turn on the leader. How quick we're quick to pick up stones and hurl stones. I need to keep my faith tonight. I need to understand that I don't want to hear that voice of doubt. I don't want to entertain that voice of doubt. You know, they spoke, the ten spies, they came back and they said, hey, yeah, you know, the things of God, yeah, they are good. But, but, you got to get the buts out of the way. There shouldn't be no buts. It should be the things of God is good and we are well able. I don't care what the doubters are saying. I don't care what the murmurs and complainers are saying. I don't care what the twice dead and plucked up by the roots are saying. I don't care what the reprobate are saying. We are well able to take the city. We can do it. By the grace of God, we can do it. I want to listen to the right voice tonight. I want to hear my God saying we can do it. We are well able. We are well able. You can be seated tonight. You got to wade through all many different voices. You got to hear the right voice. The devil will try to talk to you. He'll try to speak doubt into your heart. There's There's somebody that the devil is trying to convince you. You don't have to. You don't have to be baptized in Jesus' name. You don't have to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You ain't got to do all of that. That is a lying voice. That is a lying voice. You don't want to believe those lies. You want to hear Jesus Christ saying, except you're born of the water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You want to hear the right voice tonight. You want to hear that. That ain't some that ain't our opinion. That's what Jesus Christ said. That's what God in the flesh said. Come on, if you can't take his words, then it don't matter what anybody else tell you. I want to hear the voice of God tonight. There's only one way. There's only one way to get into the kingdom of God. There ain't many ways. There's only one way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
I am the door into the sheepfold. You try to get in any other way, you are a robber. A thief. Getting in, you got to go through the door. You got to get in the door. Hey, and I got news for you. It ain't two doors. It ain't three doors. There's one door. Come on, on the earth, there was only one door. There weren't two. There weren't three. There ain't only one way to enter into the church. And it's through Jesus Christ. You want to come through Jesus. You can be seated tonight. You want to hear the voice of Jesus. I can't afford for that voice to cease in my life. I depend on him and God. I depend on him speaking into my life. We need to learn how to depend on the right things. We need to learn how. I need to learn how to lean on the right things. I need to learn how to be built upon the right thing. I don't want to be built upon opinions. I don't want to be built upon ideas. I want to be built upon the word of God. You don't want to listen to your friends. You want to listen to what the word of God says. You don't want to listen to your co-workers. You want to listen to what the word of God says. You don't want to listen to what your girlfriends on the job are saying. You want to listen to what the word of God is saying. You want to hear his voice. You don't want to hear anything else. You want to obey his voice. Let us remain standing. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. He said, because of all of this, I just need to know that if, 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 some, if there's a voice that is telling me to do something that goes against this word, I got to know that ain't God. I got to know that. God said, I didn't command them to do that. Neither did that enter in my heart. That ain't me that's telling them that. Anything that goes against this word, and not I'm not just, this word is more than just two scriptures. Okay? The truth is more than just two verses. The whole book is the truth. Every word in it. People want to take and choose and pick and choose what they want to obey and what they don't want to obey. If you're going to obey the truth, that means you obey, you obey all of it. Every word of God. I want to hear his voice tonight. I don't want that voice. I want to hear the voice of the bridegroom tonight. I want to hear the voice of my heavenly father. I want him to speak into my heart. When I'm right, Guess what? Especially when I'm wrong. Because that's the only hope I have in changing. If I, have, I don't hear his voice in those times. It's, it's, it's not looking good for me. I need to hear it. I got to want to hear it. I got to have my ears tuned to the right thing. I'm afraid that sometimes we block out the word of God. We block it out. We become professional at blocking out and tuning out. You just might be careful. You want to be careful because the very thing you're tuning out 
will be the very answer to what you are, you have a need of. It could be the very answer when you sit there and as you're tuning it out, God is speaking. The answer is going forth and you don't even hear it. People sit in church services and God is trying to answer them. God is trying to save them. God is trying to reach them. Minds on something else. And they leave and they want to talk about the problems. Then, and the problem, the answer for the problem has already been addressed. And they miss it. I don't want to miss one thing. I want to hear God's voice in my life. God is telling me to amend my ways. Turn around, change. Make some things right. I want to change. I want to turn around. I want to make some things right. I want to stop doing things my way. I want to do things his way. Because in doing things my way, the only thing that's going to happen is things are going to come to an end in my life. Good things. Peace. Joy. The Holy Ghost. You know, as you do things more and more your way, you know it's that harder for you to yield to God's presence. It becomes that harder for you to feel the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. We can't have dried up services. We can't have dried up prayer meetings. Come on, they can't be, we can't be lukewarm. Come on, I got to make it up in my mind. I'm doing things God's way. I'm not doing things my way any longer. I'm doing it his way. I got to get back in the word. I got to get back to prayer. I got to get back to the things that matter and that really count. Because everything else ain't going to matter. There's only certain things that matter, and it pertains to the kingdom of God. Everything else don't matter. I know it's hard for us to say, well, you know, providing and taking care of loved ones, don't, it, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about on the, on, on, when it comes down to eternity. When it comes down to eternity, all of those things won't matter. The only thing that matters. Did I hear his voice? Did I obey, obey his voice? Did I obey the voice of another? I want to hear his voice today. Somebody lift up your hands and call upon the name of the Lord. Oh, somebody make it up in your mind. Make it up in your mind. This is the night that I'm going to make a change. Make it up in your mind that I'm not going to continue to go down the same path. Make it up in your mind that I'm not going to continue to live in bitterness. Make it up in your mind that I'm not going to continue to live in lust. Make it up in your mind that I'm not going to continue to have a murmuring and a complaining tongue. But I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to change my ways. I can't afford for God's voice to be ceased in my life because I'm doing things my own way. There are people that are doing things according to how they feel, their own emotions, and consequently they can't hear God's voice. I don't want that to be me tonight. Somebody lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Call upon the name of the Lord. Pour your heart out to the Lord. Come on, this is a good time to get some things cleared up with God. This is a good time to ask God to forgive me for some stubborn ways of acting. Forgive me for some things that I've said, ways that I've behaved. Change me, Jesus. Change me daily, Lord. In the name of Jesus, this altar is open.
Somebody come with your heart lifted with your hands, calling upon the name of the Lord tonight. 